Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm here with Carol Alexander of CA Technologies talking about trends in payments fraud. So Carol, we've been talking about payments fraud for quite some time now. You know, we are kind of on the upswing, a positive swing, if you will, when it comes to preventing it and detecting it. What are some of the trends that you see? Well, I think that the big thing that we predicted, and interestingly enough, I was looking at a survey recently that said in this last several years, fraud online fraud or card not present fraud has not really gone up that much. But this last year we've seen a big jump, a 40% increase in the U.S. in card not present fraud. When we started talking about the conversion to EMV or to the chip cards in the U.S., a lot of us that are in the industry said that, you know, history will repeat itself. Mm -hmm. uh, if you look at what happened in the U.K. when they went to EMV cards, if you look at what happened in Australia, France and even Canada, once you've really nailed down and pinned down that card present fraud is harder to commit, it's harder to clone a card now, that fraud's going to go online. And in fact, the Javelin study that I was talking about said that it's as a result of the EMV in the U.S. we see this large jump in card not present fraud. But the other thing is that doesn't change a financial institution's interest or even you know a hotel chain with loyalty points or anybody that is interacting with a customer to you know, I don't want to worry about security, I'm concerned about the friction. So what we have to do now is find a way to not only address the card not present fraud issue, but we have to do it in such a way that we don't hurt their business. And that's kind of the, the thing that we're seeing now is, um, and, and that's a little bit about the 3D Secure protocol mm -hmm. that, you know, was launched in the early 2000s and now we're coming out with 3D Secure 2.0 and it's really meant to address mobile transactions and to reduce friction to get to have more data available to solutions that do the complex risk analysis behind the scenes without interrupting a, a customer so now with CA Technologies risk analytics product what we do is using machine learning and, and neural network models, we're detecting and determining whether a online credit card transaction that you make is really coming from you. And one of the interesting ways that we do that is by looking at the device. And I, I simplify this a little bit, but we know that if a device, typically a card holder will use maybe one or two cards on a device. But across the device, if they're using, you know, many different cards are coming from the device, it's more likely to be fraud. And, and I make this point because as we see trends change, and as we talked about, you know, we've talked about omni-channel for a mm -hmm. long time, we really want to be able to take advantage of the knowledge that I've just determined that a transaction that you've try to do online is coming from a device that is definitely a fraudulent device. So I've determined that by my analysis and by my models. Wouldn't it be great if I could now take that data from the payment area and, and use it so that device could not be used to access somebody's online banking. So I think that's something that we want to look at and we're getting closer to being able to, to pass that data on. So, you know, those are some of the trends I'm seeing. I think we can address some of the issues now 
with card not present fraud as more people adopt actually 3D Secure and then adopt an analytics product to, to really stop that fraud in its tracks without creating more friction. And that's what's important, I think, to the financial institutions. Yeah, I think the friction piece is an important one, and it's probably for a number of reasons, right? Because KBA, for one, we know doesn't even really work, and that right. creates friction um, for the customer. And so this risk-based analysis really is probably going to move into a, a direction that we haven't even really thought about mm -hmm. when we look back at the last five to ten years. Talking about you know bringing in the omni-channel, I think that makes a lot of sense, Carol, and I think it's an interesting, an interesting concept. Could you just explain expand a little bit on, if I were a banking institution, how I might determine whether or not an IP address, for instance, or a mobile device that's being used to, to conduct some type of transaction that may be fraudulent. So let's, you know, you take an example if on either side of the business, really. So if I'm a customer and I'm doing online banking, if I'm using a risk-based authentication product that can determine that this isn't a device that you typically use or you're not in a location that you typically would be, then I can identify that as a device that has had fraud committed on it, potentially, right? The more I see that happen, I can make better decisions. In other words, my score can go up higher so that I can stop that because if I see that device, if it's the same, you know, if it's the same bank and another customer where somebody from that device is trying to access that account, I can stop it. I can just say, you know, make that score go immediately high and therefore I'm not going to allow that transaction because I know it's likely to be fraud. Now, you know, I, I described it the other way first, but now wouldn't it be great if I could pass that to my payment transaction system? And as, as you know, it's, it's a struggle to pull all that data together, pass it over there, and then the next time somebody sees a transaction, is trying to do a transaction from that device to, to buy something online, I can say, oh, I know that's a bad device. I'm not going to let that happen. Now, of course, you want to do that with the least amount of friction possible, which is why, you know, you have other factors to look at. But we've determined that device is a pretty, pretty good chance that it's, if you've determined it's fraud, it's going to be fraud again and again and again. So I think that's the, the, the hurdle that we have to go through is how do we get that data together? But even in that one area, you can look at those types of attributes about either location or about especially devices and and stop fraud. So the trend I think we're going to see starting to really become serious is, you know, how do we pull that data together? If we know in within our own institution that somebody was fraudulent but we're not we're not passing that information on to consumer banking, mm -hmm. then then that's, you know, a missed opportunity for us to help fight fraud. Right, it's kind of getting over those silos that we even see within the institutions exactly. themselves. So exactly. It's an ongoing challenge. Yes, isn't it? yes. Well, Carol, thank you again for your time today. Always thank enjoy you. talking to you. Thank you, Tracy. Again, we've just heard from Carol Alexander of CA Technologies. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.